It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the midweek edition prior to the Cardiff game in association with Marty Rabbits. I'm here in the green room with William Davis and Lindley McKenzie, who've just come back from the sports ground. Who are you talking to today, William? Uh, we were talking to Andy Friend and Paul Boyle. We've reached, and I'm now going to get you to say this, a season-defining game. Because you haven't, you would refuse to say that all season, so have all the coaches, but this is. This is, yeah. It, uh, it either promotes us or it keeps Cardiff alive. Um, so we want the, the former, not the latter. Uh, so, yeah, we've been working hard. We've put ourselves in a good position. Um, Cardiff have done the same. They're coming to our, uh, to our sports ground. Um, does that give us an advantage? Yep, because we've got... 16th man in the in the clan stand and the and the supporters we've got here but uh you know down there we we managed to to lose by a point um, they managed to win by a point there's been a history of these two teams very very tight there won't be much in it but both teams know exactly what's on the line connacht are four points ahead though so it's a nice little cushion and it would be good to get it done this saturday at home yeah, and that's the intention. We want to get it done this Saturday at home. And, um, you know, we, we've said for the last five weeks, uh, we keep winning, we'll be there. Um, and this, is, this weekend's no different. We know we've got to win to be there, and that's our intention. You won last Saturday. Very tight game. Could slipped away, but it didn't, and it was four well-garnered points in the end. Were you concerned about any aspects of the performance, maybe the amount of possession and position? And did you ask Zebra enough questions when you had the ball in their 22? I felt we asked. The one thing I was disappointed with, we, we didn't execute um, when we needed to. Like, you know, we, we definitely could have been more clinical in our execution of things. I thought we asked a lot of questions. I don't know whether we got the right answers. We certainly didn't get the right answers from a adjudication point of view, um, and and that makes the game become really really difficult to play. And like you know, any other game, if if the ball's allowed to be quick, and the and the ruck's been refereed the right way, uh, there's going to be a yellow card. Out of that yellow card, it's probably going to come a score. If not one, maybe two. If there's not a yellow card or a score there, there's going to be, or a score there, there's going to be another yellow card from the scrums. Um, there's foul foul play infringements there that which will be pulled up, which is either red or yellow card, and that just changes the game. But when none of that happens, and you've thrown a lot at them, and we threw a hell of a lot at them in that first 20, 25 minutes, and you're not getting the reward for that, it does two things. One to your team, it can really demoralise you. Which and that was where I was really pr- proud of our blokes. I said at the end of the game, I was absolutely delighted with the way, you know, that last passage of play in the 80th minute, 26 phases. We were patient. We trusted our system. We were disciplined. We got the turnover. Kicked the ball off. End of game. Normally, a team that throws so much at an opposition in that, like we did in that first 40 minutes, I thought we were pretty good, pretty damn good in that first 40. And you get nothing from it. You can come away from that just absolutely losing the plot with it on the other side of that it gives them great great hope and, and you know and, and they start to get their tails up which is what they did which we saw that so come out after half time only six points ahead now we're only one point ahead three minutes into the second half their tails are up their fans are, are yelling and screaming and and carrying on and our blokes just we kept our composure which i was, I was delighted with is there a lesson in that, though, for the coming game that you're going to have to, 
there mightn't be as many chances on offer against Cardiff. And the game in Cardiff hinged on a similar situation. Maybe Connacht kind of just weren't clinical enough. You really have to seize the... It's a matter of seizing the moment in a game like this. And if you can get ahead, especially as they absolutely have to win to stay alive. So you can you can put the squeeze on if you can get in there early. And you, you need a good bit of composure to do that. Yeah, you do. Yeah, we... we, we tossed and turned about being you know, clinical being our theme for this week but sometimes when you say we need to be clinical especially in big games like this people tighten up and I think one of the, the, you know, the beauties of our game this year we've, we've given licence to play you've got to be able to express yourself you've heard me say that before and all of a sudden if we say be clinical and don't make the error we don't see the, you know, the, the, the rugby that, that, that Connor can play so um, it's always a balance that one we know we need to execute better against Cardiff, uh, in Cardiff, we had 23 turnovers. Unacceptable. Lose the game by a point. Uh, the weekend we only had 13. We had 13 missed opportunities there. So we've dropped that by 10. Still lose it by a point away from home, but um, for, ver- for different reasons, that one. Uh, so we know we've got to be better in those areas. We do. But what I was really happy with was, was the mental... Um, toughness that we had there just to stay on task and that's what this Saturday night's going to be about too we're going to have to stay on task because it won't all go our way and when it doesn't trust believe what we've been doing get back to the basics and build your game again Bundiaki coming back possibly Quinn Rue two real leaders for you everybody's going to have to stand up but is there extra pressure on players that everybody would identify internationals or guys with a lot of caps is is this is a game where they've got to be leading and making the right decisions. Yeah, you, you get to these big games and uh, you know, normally your big players do stand up, and the big players are the ones that have got that international experience. Of the you know the, the more kind of caps that they've got, normally the bigger player they are. So yeah, you need those fellas to stand up. There's always going to be a bolter who out of the blue. Geez, he played well at the end of the game. He was unbelievable. Um, and let's hope we have that, that really tough decision to make on uh, who was our man of the match because we've had so many of them. Robin Copeland had a big impact on uh, Saturday in Zebra. He seemed to maybe just have that little bit of experience about closing out a tight game, made a couple of good decisions, won that ball at the end. Is, is, he, is that what you're looking for? Is it at this stage of the season, somebody who hasn't played a lot maybe might just come and say, I'm going to do it now? Yeah, I, I, I was really delighted for Robin uh, with the way he played. I thought, um, you know, I'd heard that he had that in his game, and we've seen glimpses of it. The poor man had a, had some injury issues at the at the front end of the year, but he's worked really hard behind the scenes. Uh, he's worked hard. Dave House and the medical staff have worked hard with him, and and for him to come out and deliver a performance like that, uh, which was crucial to us, a couple of bullocking runs, really good tackles, and. Yeah, that the steal at the end of the game uh, was great for his confidence and great for for everyone else's confidence around it. But it could well be a Robin Copeland. You know, it, it could well be um, you know a, a, a second row or a front row that normally doesn't get in the limelight. But um, I don't care who it is, as long as we've got a few blokes up there um, making it hard for someone to select the man of the match. Can you afford to get excited about a game like this? I mean, I think the fan base is excited and the, the media are getting there as well. It's, Or do you just have to keep a lid on it? And what about the players? Do you have to keep saying, look, it's only Tuesday. Saturday's a long way away yet. Well, we just come off the training field there and uh, it was probably one of the most physical 
sessions and and confrontational sessions we'll call it that we've had so you know that the energy's there you know that everyone knows what's riding on the line um as a coach yeah you i've been doing this for 24 years now i I look forward to these games do i get overly excited with them not really if i do i probably don't show it but no i don't to be honest with you (laughs) william um but i look forward to it you know i'm i'm fascinated by what the outcome of the game is going to be because I know you've got two quality sides who know exactly what's on the line and they're going to be going you know, hell for leather for, for, for trying to get that result um, so that in itself is pretty mouth-watering and uh, it'll be a great game to come and watch, that's for sure And just finally, news today that uh, some of the lads in the academy are, are moving up I was talking to Paul Boyle about it there at Matt Burke and uh, Connor Kenny, Connor Fitzgerald that's great to see that there's there's players coming through now that in into the system and they're coming in and next season they're going to be challenging some of the some of the players that are currently here. Yeah, it's a real compliment for our academy system. Um, you know, to Eric and, and Demossi and Ambrose who do the work down there, uh, Colin Tucker as well. Like, yeah, we we need to have that that indigenous player and that academy player coming through. Um, I call it the vegetable patch. You've got to have a healthy vegetable patch because they're the blokes that. Yeah, they're growing in behind. We integrate them into training every now and then. You get a taste of what they get a taste of, of what it's like to be a pro player. If they're good enough, they step up. And to have four fellas coming out of that program next year, um, and there may be others too coming later on in the year. But to be able to announce four players coming out of that, uh, to me, that's a, the sign of a really healthy vegetable patch. So great for us, great for them, and and just rewards for what they've been the work they've been putting in. We've reached that bit of the season, Paul, when it's. Uh it's a big match on Saturday. It's sort of a, it's must win. Set up at home, four points ahead of Cardiff. Yeah, this is what we want. These are the games we want the the big games to get into the Champions Cup, which and quarterfinals, which was our goal at the start of the season. So, look, we we're, we train today, train again Thursday, and and go f- hammer and tongs now for Saturday. Can't wait. At the start of the season, did you sort of think it might come out like this that it would come down to this game at home, or was that thinking too far ahead? Well, we were close with Cardiff last year on the table and they kind of got away from us at the end, so we knew they'd be right there. Um, th- the last few games, Cardiff and Munster are always going to be tough and we did look at that at the end that it could come down to it. So hopefully now a good win on Saturday and it'll put us in a good spot. A lot of pressure though, isn't it? It's, uh, is it good pressure or tough pressure? Or does, or does, does, does it vacillate? Does it, do you wake up in the morning and think about it or do you sort of just take it as another game? take it as another game because to be honest the last five or six games have all been must win games and um, if we didn't win then we'd be in a different place now so take it week by week um, but we do know a full house here on Saturday it's something to look forward to and a home game is always that bit different you want to put on a show in front of your home fans so we're looking forward to doing that What's been the reaction to Saturday in Zebra? It was a very difficult game it was very tight could have slipped away which would have changed the emphasis now but the job got done so how have, how have you looked at that have you done much analysis on it or is that game just almost now irrelevant to where you are well we did know we did our, our, our analysis we usually do on a Monday and we came to the conclusion that we just weren't slick enough we weren't um, clinical enough in their 22 and that's probably what cost us but saying that a, a 6-5 win it, it doesn't sound pretty but it's it's nice and if that was offered to me for the Cardiff game Saturday I'd probably take it it was better than the 6-5 loss we were sort of saying on our radio coverage, it could have two, three nil wins would do. So Saturday is very similar, but Cardiff might bring 
different sort of skill set to what Zebra have there. They, they, they were very impressive against Munster for a while, and then Munster just got on top of them and got away from them last Friday night. Yeah, Cardiff are a quality side, and they're kind of bumping off Wales' Grand Slam win as well. They seem to have gained a lot of confidence from that. They put in a few very good performances since then, so we, we know what to expect, but we're confident in our game as well, and we're looking forward to putting in a good show on Saturday. You're talking there about being slick inside the uh, the 22. Is that just a matter maybe of taking a slight risk or making a decision that you might have to to go for something rather than playing conservatively? It, it looked a little bit conservative at times to me on, on Saturday in Zebra. Uh, maybe it was, but it kind of has to get conservative when you're making those errors. If, if you have a couple of knock-ons, you might go that little bit more conservative so you don't pile them on, pile them on, and we seem to be doing that. And when you make five or six knock-ons in their 22, it's hard to win a game. They're getting easy exits. Oh, what do you think Cardiff are going to bring? Is there anything specifically that they have that you, you've seen before? I mean, the, the game in Cardiff was incredibly tight in January. Now, I know it was played in a monsoon and a gale, uh, but it was 8-7, so it was, it was a one-point game. I mean, it's, it's always tight against Cardiff. Yeah, look, they have a couple of big ball carriers up front and then a few quick lightning lads out wide, so they have a good variety to their game. So we haven't really focused on one thing in particular. Again, like I always say, we're focusing on ourselves, and we feel if we get ourselves right, we'll put in a good performance on Saturday. And a lot of competition for places. Everybody's got their hand up. Everybody wants to get picked for this one. Yeah, and that's that's what you're seeing out there and training and stuff. Like, got a bit feisty out there. So, uh, don't know if you're watching, but it was it was good and it was brilliant intensity and and that's what gets you to the next level. So, the competition competition for places is it's tough if you're on the receiving end of not being picked. But then again, it, it improves the team and puts you in a good place when it comes to the big games like Saturday. So you're starting Saturday because you've come up to talk to me, or is is that just to confuse everybody, or do you know? I don't know, yes, that's all I say. <laughs> now, looking ahead as well today, we're going to hear about uh, Conor Fitzgerald, Matthew Burke, Conor Kenny coming up from the academy to full contracts. That's the route you took. So do you think you'll be able to help those guys now when they're coming into the, 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 the full-time setup from next year or the senior setup? Will you be able to give them a bit of guidance, a bit of advice as to what to expect? Because they are moving up a level now, different expectations of them. Yeah, well, the good thing about the academy system here is when lads are performing that they're getting the chance to train with the seniors. So those boys are playing and training with the seniors already, so they kind of know what to expect. And they're putting in performances on the training pitch, and, and that's why they're being rewarded with a contract. And like it comes from work years past with Mossy, Amby, Eric, and they'll come up to the senior squad and they're putting in performances to, to warrant that contract, so it's brilliant to see. And, of course, they're hunting down places now of the guys that are there at the moment so that just adds to the mix I know that's for next season but but that's all part of it that, that's good that keeps people maybe honest in the setup it does and, and young people including myself I hope is, is try and add energy and add a, that bit of feistiness to a session which is sometimes needed to kick the old fellas into gear so no it's, it's brilliant and uh, the lads are training really well and, and getting game time on top of that as well We would like to thank the Connacht Rugby Supporters Club, the Connacht Clan, for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out connachtclan.com. Membership is only €10 Euro and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com and follow Connacht Clan on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook for all your supporting needs. 
So that was a, a tight squeeze at the weekend, William. I, I know Andy Friend at the weekend was talking about how difficult it was to win a game when the ref wasn't making decisions he would like. My issue is that we should have been nine points up within ten minutes and if sometimes you just have to take control of your own destiny and you can't depend on other people. What was he saying today? Um, something similar to that. Not so much the, talking about the points, but I think he accepts that they weren't clinical enough. They made too many little errors when they could have had control of the game. But on the other hand, there should have been yellow cards because you can't give, keep giving away penalties on your own line for technical or offences where you're just stopping the other team scoring. And Connacht seemed to, to get disheartened by that, I thought. And they lost, they didn't so much lose focus, but they got very frustrated with themselves and each other. And then it just became a dogfight. But they did see it out. Yeah. They got the four points. And it's almost irrelevant now. It was just about the four points. But it could have been so much easier. And they will need on Saturday to be a lot sharper. Because Cardiff won't give them as many chances. And there'll be a lot more there'll be a lot more coming back from Cardiff than came back from Zebra in terms of attack. You'd like to think. So Lindley, you're you're happy that the uh you know, getting the result was such a major thing for Connacht at the weekend that, you know, even in such circumstances that was very difficult for them to get the score that they, they did win the game. Well, that's the bottom line, isn't it? I mean, you have to win and they won. And I think it's one of those matches whereby that's what they had to do. They secured it. Um, very happy. Let's get out of here, leave, and let's focus immediately on, on what is going to be a much tougher, you know, assignment on Saturday against Cardiff. It certainly is. OK, before we move on, let's hear William go through the results and tell us how the tables stand um, from last weekend. Pro 14 action commenced last Friday night, 5th of April, with two matches. Glasgow Warriors 30, Ulster 7, Munster 45, Cardiff Blues 21. On Saturday, four games were down for decision. In South Africa, Cheetahs 14, Ospreys 31, Zebra 5, Connacht 6, Scarlets 12, Edinburgh 20, and Leinster 27, Benetton 27. And the final game of the weekend was on Sunday, and that finished Southern Kings 18, Dragons 18. So let's now look at the tables. Conference A, everybody's played 19 games. Glasgow Warriors are on top. 14 wins, 5 losses, 71 points. Munster have the same playing record, but they've got 68 points. In third place, Connacht, 11 wins, 8 losses, 56 points. In fourth place, Cardiff, 10 and 9, 52 points. The Ospreys are on 10 and 9 on 49 points. The Cheetahs are 6 wins, 1 draw, 12 losses on 36. And Zebra are 3 and 16 for 19 points. So what that means, very simple. If Connacht beat Cardiff next Saturday, they will be guaranteed third spot they will qualify for the Champions Cup and they will also qualify for the playoff section of this year's Pro 14. They'll be in a quarterfinal away to whomever finishes second in Conference B. Now let's have a look at the Conference B table. 
Leinster are still well in front here. 15 wins, one draw, three losses, 74 points. They're 20 points clear of Ulster, who have 11 wins, two draws, and six losses on 54. Benetton are in third place with 10 wins, two draws, and seven losses on 52. Edinburgh are 10 and 9 on 51. The Scarlets are 9 and 10 on 45. The Southern Kings, two wins, one draw, 16 losses on 22. And the Dragons now back on the bottom with four wins, one draw, 14 losses on 21. Thanks, William. Okay, another good thing that happened at the weekend was um, Ireland Sevens qualified for the World Rugby Seven Series by winning their tournament in Hong Kong with... Jordan Connery from Buccaneers being the superstar of the Irish team with some fantastic scores and I, certainly the commentators seem to love him and reckon he's going, to be, he's going to be something else of course the likes of Adam Levy and Mark Roach who've been in the Connacht Academy were also in that team so good news on, on that from, from the Sevens we also have some more good news about uh, Academy recruits William yeah three, uh, three players are moving up uh, Matthew Burke Connor Kenny Connor Fitzgerald and of course Paul Boyle came up right at the start of the season so uh, it was interesting when I was told, Andy Friend, I spoke to both of them about that. And I think they're both very pleased. I think Paul Boyle feels that it's a good way to come through. Uh, they'll have an understanding of the setup, but it'll still be a different scenario for them now because they'll be training with the big boys all the time and there'll be different expectations for them. But I think they're confident that these, uh, these, are, these lads are ready to go. And it's, it's vital that you do produce some of your own players. You can't just be hunting around all the time. And it's good that they're, they're used to Galway, they're used to the ground, they're used to the, to the way Connacht operate as an organisation. So it's great news and uh, we wish them well. They'll be going into pre-season. I suppose they'll be excited about that. And uh, they'll be for the future, for the 1920 season. Exactly, indeed. But some news that isn't quite so good on the injury front. William, what's the breakdown? Uh, okay. Um, Tom Farrell uh, is back in full training. Uh, he has got a black eye, um, but he's ready to go again. Uh, Finlay Bealham will not be available. Uh, David Horowitz, Conor Fitzgerald, Killian Gallagher. There's no real change. Craig Ronalds and Sean O'Brien. That those, those players remain as were. Kyle Godwin uh, injured his thigh in the sale match and is not available. And a slightly also concerning one is that Quinn Roo has picked up some sort of a bug and they're just not sure where he is at the moment and he'll be assessed and they'll make a decision later in the week. Ooh, not, not such good news there at the end. It started off okay, but it, it, it sort of petered out. So before we get into the, Con- the, the Cardiff-Connacht game, or the Connacht-Cardiff game, um, let's say William give a preview of what other matches are on this weekend and how they might affect Connacht, but um, hopefully won't have to because Connacht will win that game. Here's William. The penultimate round, round 20 of the Guinness Pro 14, is back on Friday the 12th of April with three matches. All these kickoff times are Irish time. Southern Kings versus Ospreys at 6.35pm. Benetton versus Munster at 7 p.m. and Edinburgh versus Ulster at 7:35 p.m. On Saturday, April the 13th, Leinster versus Glasgow Warriors at 3 p.m. Connacht versus Cardiff Blues at 3 p.m. 
Scarlets versus Zebra at 5.15pm. And the Cheetahs play the Dragons at 6.35pm. And of course, to get your team news as quick as you can online, the place to go is sportsnewsireland.com on Friday, of course, because it's a Saturday kickoff, so it'll be Friday afternoon where the, the news is out. And sportsnewsireland.com is the place to get it online. Lindley, this is like a cup final at the weekend, really, isn't it? Because of Connacht win, they qualify for the Pro 14 playoffs and they qualify for the Champions Cup for only the second time off their own bat. It's exactly like that, a cup final win and, and they're qualified and you know uh, what worries me is that Connors have have um, kind of a history of making things in life difficult for themselves and um, but Andy Friend keeps referring to the fact that this is a different team this is a different team and with a different attitude and so hopefully that that historical factor you know won't come into play this weekend look Cardiff are going to come over here they're very they're look they're a confident side you know you could almost say bordering on arrogance really they're the Cardiff city side essentially um and they've always they've always held themselves up as probably you know despite the fact that I don't know if they've actually won any of the pro 14 uh Championships. It's really been sort of dominated by Ospreys and Scarlets. They do. They do have um, a very sort of um, confidence in their ability, and certainly on record, you know that is justified when it comes to playing Connacht because they have won 23 um, matches and Connacht have only won six. Now, this season, of course, remember we had that game in Cardiff, which what, um, was it a one point one pointer. So. And, and Connor really should have won it. So you've got to pull in the fact that this is at home. Connacht could be home and hosed in Champions Cup and delighted with themselves if they play to potential. But they have to find that they have to find that form, like they played against the Ospreys at home. It'll be a little more difficult with Cardiff knowing knowing that if they lose this match, they're, they're a goner. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's really important. I'm looking at the home record, um, Connacht against Cardiff. Connacht have won five, drawn two, lost nine. And six of those losses have only been by a score or less, with both sides only managing one try bonus in all that time. These are really tight, tight games, and it's going to be huge. And I think the crowd are going to have a very important role to, to make sure that they're positive at the weekend and hopefully not too trepidatious before the game starts and it drifts out onto the field, William. Yeah, I think the slight concern might be I think Connacht tightened up a bit in, in Zebra um, and they need to play with a little bit more confidence or verve or something just to take the pressure off themselves and that's where the leaders I, I'm looking to Jack Carty Bundy Aki, Tiernan O'Halloran in the backs, to ma- it's all about making really good decisions and they talk about the process and the systems but it's, it's about doing the right things and it's interesting, uh, Andy Friend spoke in the interview that I did with him about bolters. There could be somebody that you just don't expect. I suggested to him possibly Robin Copeland, who had a big effect on Saturday in, in Parma. He said maybe one of the props, maybe one of the locks. You just don't know who's going to stand up because they're gonna, it's not all going to go Connacht's way in this game. And it's going to be very, very tough and very, very tight. Con- uh, Cardiff... They have to, I know Connacht have to win, let's be honest, but so do Cardiff. So what struck me about their game against Munster was they played very well, but when they had to up it, 
they started making mistakes and Munster were smart enough and sharp enough to capitalise on them. That's what Connacht are going to have to do here. There's, you can't be nine times in, in their 22 and come away with two penalties. That's not going to get the job done because they will attack you. They, uh, they can score out wide. Halaholo in the middle, is a, he's given Bundy a tough time a couple of times. That's going to be some battle. Um, Tomos Williams at nine is very mercurial, but he's a hell of a talent. I actually think having Anscombe at 15 is an advantage for Connacht. I think he's a far better 10. Uh, but they've stuck him at 15. I hope they leave him there because he tends to drift out of the game a bit there. Because uh, he didn't, he, he drifted in and out of the game against Munster. But this this could come down to a score, a penalty, dare I say, it, a referee's decision, and Connacht need to be on the right side of it. They need a they need a big crowd up there, going bananas really from the start. It needs to be a big match atmosphere. I, I hope people realise this is the biggest game Connacht have played since the final. Exactly. That was a point I was going to make. It's exactly the point I was going to make. This is this is our final. This you know brings everything into their own. You, you look at the card of away record, they've only won three times this season, only once outside Wales, away from home. Um, it isn't a great record. Connacht have only, the Connacht's three losses at home this year have been to Glasgow, Munster and Leinster, the three best teams in, in the thing. They've won all the other games and they've won most of them very well. So you'd like to think that they can take that confidence, put it into the game. The weather's going to be fine from what I can see. I think it's, going to, it's not going to be too much of a wind and it, it's not going to rain, so it should be a perfect day. And we have the same ref we had um, in Cardiff who yellow-carded a couple of Cardiff players and Connacht didn't make best use of it. Yeah, actually, I think Cardiff's disciplinary record isn't actually as, as good as, as Connacht's. Um, so, you know, that is, that is a factor, and I'm sure Andy Friend will be delighted with the change in the referee as, as well after last weekend. I think when it comes down... He isn't coming on the touchline, is he? <laughs> well, I'll check that out while Lindley's talking there. I think the approach that Andy Friend you know is taking for this match you know is not is not to build it up so that the players do become so tense and and worried about it you know his idea he says is just to it's another game of footy and he thinks there's too much sort of in too much sort of put on games that are like cup final matches that it's another game of footy you just do what you've been trained to do and this is the other thing this is going to be a test of these this this team this year mm. now it, it really will because it is what, whatever Andy Friend says about it just being another game it is a very important game so it's an interesting it's a, just an interesting say mental the, the mental strength of this team was will show itself I think if, if all goes according to plan the, the development that they've had over the season the home fixture the support from the crowd and the players on the pitch themselves who have, have really grown this season you know, will will show itself, and 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 there will be a victory in the end. Yes, William. Thankfully, that ref isn't around at the weekend. But big thing for Cardiff, from my point of view, is that they're going to miss Josh Navidi, who's massive for them. Like he's one of the best open sides in world rugby these days. The way he's been playing. Yeah, it's that time of the season. Key players. I mean, I suppose if I was picking somebody for Connacht, I'd say Sean O'Brien, Finley Beelham. You, you're not going to have your full, especially guys who played international rugby. Navidi is huge talent he's had surgery on his dislocated elbow that was to sort of out for the World Cup apparently they could have tried to fix it another way but I suspect Warren Gatland was of no mind about Cardiff get him sorted I need him back in July uh, to get ready for, for Japan and 
They're, it's interesting that their record outside Wales, they are known as a home team. One interesting thing is they won't play the Ospreys on their own patch. They'll be playing next door. That might be another big challenge if, if, they, if it does come down to the final games because you're going to have 50,000 people in there. A lot of them are going to be neutrals. And I get the impression just on the Ospreys, because they're still in the, the mix here, they, they've gone to South Africa with a big squad, and I think they're trying to sort out their problems down there. They're talking about clearing their heads. They've had a lot of issues around that organisation. So they're still there or thereabouts as well. And I'll say it again, this is why the conference systems works. There's so many of these games are so vital. It's, it's great to have it at the end of the season. It certainly is, and the permutations if Connacht don't win are just not worth talking about at the moment, so we're not going to do it. We're going to go, no, Connacht are going to win, and if we win, we qualify for the quarterfinals, and then it's either Edinburgh, Benetton, or Ulster. And William, you think it might be Benetton? I have a feeling it, it could be Benetton. I think Benetton are in an interesting position. They've got Munster this weekend, who have got to have one and a half eyes on Saracens. He's not going to be able to pick as strong a side as he did against Cardiff at home. They're still chase, trying to chase down Glasgow. It'll get interesting if Leinster can beat Glasgow and Munster win, then they suddenly go top. The advantage of that is straight into the semi-final, straight into a home game, as opposed to having a home quarter-final. The possibilities for Edinburgh have got a, are there or thereabouts. Ulster are playing them. They were well beaten in Scotland last week, so Edinburgh... They might fancy taking on Glasgow right at the end. And Ulster, Ulster kind of struggling a bit. I know they've Leinster at home in the last game and Leinster will have nothing to play for. So it's fascinating. It will be away, but that's provided Connor qualify for this game. But it's just interesting to look ahead. But Benetton really are, they're probably the story of this. Along with Connacht, if Connacht and Benetton finish up playing each other in the quarterfinal, they're the two stories of Pro 14 rugby this year. Because the other people, other other people, the other teams that are there are the usual suspects that expect to be there. They certainly are. And, and as we've mentioned before, Benetton are coached by a third-year coach, and the third-year coaches tend to do the best when it comes to this time of the season. Champions Cup rugby is massive for Connacht, really, isn't it? It's going to change everything. Well, interesting enough, it's it's basically it's coming on the back of this the stadium development, which obviously was was um, has gone into the planning stage and the and the details of it were released recently. Um, so it's coming on the back of that of that. And you know, what is the point of having this gorgeous, stunning new stadium that can fit? You know, what is it, ten or twelve thousand people, if if we're not being able to play Champions Cup rugby and look, the two dovetail each other, don't they this is this is what the ambition is, this is what the vision is for Connor Rugby and you know, at the moment it's on track, both things are on track, the stadium and, and the team, so this is, you know look, I, I don't think anyone could complain if Connor didn't get into Champions Cup rugby this season it is Andy Friend's first season in charge, he obviously, the last previous two seasons Pat Lamb's last, Karen King's season last year, they weren't particularly uh, great in developing, you know, this, the, the Connacht sort of ethos and, and the development of the players. Andy Friend has come in. He's a very good director of, of, of coaching. He's instilled uh, a great team ethos and a belief in themselves. That belief may be, will definitely be tested against Cardiff on Saturday and I think that's a very interesting factor I, I'm, and, I, and I can't wait to see 
how some of the players react because we do know that in the last couple of matches they haven't really put their best foot forward. You know, Jack Carty's been under a bit of pressure after his his island exploits. Um, but I'm. It will be very interesting to see how they how they square up to Cardiff. It certainly will. But the one thing that we have to remember is that Connacht were the champions two seasons ago, and a lot of those guys are still around, and they know they can win at this time of year when they need to. Yeah, uh, I agree. But I suppose this is just this is an indiv- this is just a, this is an individual game. Uh, they're going to have to play well on Saturday. Probably have to put the best performance of the season because I think there will be a lot of pressure on them. And I'm ju- I'm just concerned that when they're under pressure, they just make mistakes. And sometimes it takes a while to iron that out. The last two games have struggled from that. So they need to be at it straight away. Um, because Cardiff came and tried to blow away Munster and really did, I think. But Munster have that bit of steel and they just reset themselves. It's going to be absolutely fascinating up there. Uh, I think there are some tickets still available, but I'd urge you to get them very quickly and get in and get up there. It should be absolutely brilliant. So, Lindley, win? Home win. Is home win here for me? <laughs> <laughs> come on, William, come on. <laughs> I said on Galway Bay last night that they might just squeak it. I, I'll stick to that, but it, yeah. it's going to be really tough. It certainly will. Um, okay, so... We've got radio coverage on Galway Bay FM, starting at be about a quarter to three, three o'clock kickoff. Uh, we'll have all the team news, when we'll have some listen on demand stuff, previews, interviews in the build up to the game. It's uh, Rob Murphy and Joe Healy on commentary. Okay, we'll leave it there. Don't forget to tell your friends to find us on all the good podcast apps out there: iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever SoundCloud. If someone can't remember the name for whatever reason, if you search for Connacht Rugby Podcast on Google or any search engine, we come up as the top one to, sit to, to listen to. So you just have to remember that. Look for Connacht Rugby Podcast. We're the number one. Okay, thanks, folks. Bye now. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until 